Donate online at africamuslimsagency.co.za Africa Muslims Agency, inspiring the spirit of giving. The best way to get you going. This is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabira Sheikh Yassar. Only on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome to it. This is Breakfast on 91.3 FM with Gulam Fakir, Sabira Sheikh Yassar. We're with you all the way through until 9 o'clock this morning, inshallah. So, as you may know, that yesterday, or yeah, yesterday was a deadline for Hajj travel operators to refund pil- pilgrims. Last week, Saug issued a warning to Hajj tour operators to refund people who could not perform the pilgrimage last year due to the COVID 19 pandemic. And so last night, you know, Sawak was pleased to announce that since the last two correspondences that they've issued in the last two weeks or so, um, uh, there have been some of the uh, Hajj travel operators that have completed, um, you know, this uh, agreement and uh, the refunding. But to talk us through this, uh, Mr. Shaheen Esap is the president of the South African Hajj and Umrah Council to uh, flesh this out a little bit more for us. Shaheen, salam alaikum and shukran so much for joining us on Breakfast 91.3 FM. Six of those operators gave, um, you know, basically reasons as to why or how they can go about doing that. Just take us through this, you know, in terms of how many operators actually came back to you guys, complied with the deadline and gave some reasoning behind it before we get for, uh, get in any further. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Jazakallah gulam and sabira for the opportunity and, um, you know, all the very best to everybody down in the Western Cape in this beautiful week ahead, inshallah. Yes, um, you know, as the press release indicates that six, um, you know, of the eight operators have basically reverted back to Sauk within the um, stipulated time and basically given an indication as to, you know, what their plans are, how they're doing things. As we well know, as of now, as of this very moment, there is still extreme difficulty to get monies out of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia from a perspective of monies that were paid over. So none of these Hajj operators have basically been paid by the kingdom of Saudi Arabia as yet, um, you know, are sitting with that money. That we just need to make very clear. And secondly, I just want to make it very, very clear. When publicizing a list of this nature, people, Hajj operators' names are placed onto this press releases. It's in no way to defame anybody or to make sure that people, um, you know, are, are, are sort of classed in a lower category mm. of service or anything of that nature. It's purely from a transparency point of view and to make sure people are understanding of the process that he's going through. This is a very difficult one. It's a very unique one. We've never ever had a situation like this in the past. And I think it's only imperative that people understand that, you know, for the intent that it is you know, uh, presented. Mm. So where we stand right now, in terms of these um, six hydro operators, they've either come back, and one of the hydro operators, in fact, in the last 10 days or so, um, you know, subsequent to our uh, 1st of February, um, you know, press release, had indicated that, um, you know, through the efforts that we have had and through their continuous efforts as well, there has been some monies repatriated from one of their counterparts in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And as a result, they've managed to pay out quite a significant number of pilgrims in that particular regard. They're waiting on some, um, you know, assistance from local, um, you know, businessmen who have been, um, you know, in the uh, the process of, of assisting them with some uh, significantly large numbers um, that will help them to um, obviously you know, fulfill the balance of the uh, the outstandings. Uh, for the rest of them, they've come to us with a plan. They presented their plans. Uh, we've looked at it and we've interrogated it. And at this point in time, I think you know what we have comfort in the fact that there seems to be an end line in place from a perspective of operators that have come forth and presented to us. You know, with the effort that they have done. The unfortunate thing is that two of the operators, unfortunately, 
have not done that. They have not. They don't have a plan, or they don't seem to have a plan, because it was not communicated to Saul. They're merely waiting for money from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia in order to repatriate back to the pilgrims. So we have a process right now where not only those two, but others as well, where we believe uh, we need to relook at the codes of conduct in terms of the assistance that these people, uh, you know, uh, or these operators had basically presented to Sahuk in terms of the information requirements that, uh, you know, Sahuk has asked. There's a code of conduct signed between operators when they are accredited and so And mm. breaches of that code of conduct needs to be fleshed out. And uh, the necessary, um, you know, internal disciplinary processes will thereafter ensue. Now, Shaheen, um, you know, the two operators that you've, that you've mentioned, I'm assuming that Sauk um, has actively attempted to engage with each and every operator, right? So why is it that these two operators would not come to the party? I can't answer for them, unfortunately, uh, Gulam. As I've indicated earlier, my assumption is that, um, you know, they don't have a plan, or if they do have a plan, they haven't communicated that plan, and all they're waiting for is funds from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Alternatively, you know, Saudi Arabia to open up so that uh, business process can go forward, and, um, you know, they can do what is necessary to try and, um, you know, uh, pay the pilgrims that are, that are outstanding. Mm. So I really can't answer it because I'm not in a position to do so. Mm. Noted, yeah. Saddam Shaheen, just in terms Salam of Sabira. these two operators now, you know, will Sahuk be um, going forward with a disciplinary or legal process against them? What follows now? Oh, well, we've indicated, as I've said a little bit earlier, the disciplinary process will basically unfold, not only for them, but for every other operator that has been on Sahuk's books to ensure that, mm. you know, whatever breaches of the code of conduct are in place, um, we will then, um, uh, you know, assess it and um, and take the Perhaps the enlightening forward. us in terms of exactly what does this disciplinary um, process entail? Well, initially, the National Hajj Operator Accreditation Committee will review um, the code of conduct in terms of the cooperation or in terms of, you know, the communication between SALC and the uh, specific operator. Once they have found that there are breaches of the code of conduct, a charge sheet will then be meted out to that particular operator. They will come to a disciplinary process where there is an external independent chairperson mm. who sits and adjudicates the information presented by SALC and the, um, you know, information presented by the aggrieved party. Um, that independent chairperson looks at all the, uh, the matters at hand and makes up uh, you know, his or her mind insofar as that process is concerned and puts out a, uh, you know, a, a disciplinary fine or you know, a, a recommendation in terms of what needs to be done for that particular process. So it's not something that happens overnight, unfortunately, but um, you know the process uh, will run parallel to where we are right now. All right, and then it's quite interesting that you know even though Sahuk has mentioned to um, those hujaj, um, you know, to not leave any money with operators, we see as per the statement that many have opted to leave their funds with the Hajj mm. operators. You know, does Sahuk still advise them to you know sort of retrieve those funds from the operators? This is not a new advice that Sauk has basically put on, Sabira. Mm. We've been advising pilgrims for the last seven to ten years mm-hmm. not to leave monies with an operator. Let's look at the situation from a perspective of where we stand. Number one, we can't foresee the future. We don't know what the future is going to hold for that particular operator or for the industry at large. And specifically in this day and age and in the time that we find ourselves with COVID-19 at the helm of everybody's tongue, with business falling by the wayside, not only the travel industry in the Hajj and Umrah space, but travel industry at large. 
falling by the wayside or finding it extremely difficult to operate in these times. Ramadan, as we know, is closed for South Africans and for people around the world because the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia have indicated until now, they've not changed that, that their borders may only open on the 17th of May. So, again, it means that where are these operators going to find the funds if that is their only form of business in that particular area of expertise? We, we were a little bit concerned in that particular regard, but again, you know, it's up to them to come and tell us what their plans are and not for us to speculate. Now also, Shaheen, with regards to, um, you know, the judge, if they didn't hear anything from the operators, you have set another deadline now uh, for Friday the 26th of Feb. Yeah, we can't give uh, Hujaj an open-ended process. What we can do is we can actually utilize mediums like yourselves, you know, that is very wide, and other radio stations and other forms of media um, to ensure that Hujaj that are aggrieved that have not been paid, whether it's from the six people above, whether it's from the two people below, at the end of the day, we just want to create a list. Because remember, we are being told one thing from an operator but we want to match it up from the Hujaj's point of view as well. So if, for example, one of the pilgrims in that six, um, you know, don't fall, um, let's just use a hypothetical scenario. Um, Shafiq's travel says that 5% of their pilgrims are are pending. If in the 95% there's still one or two or maybe 10 people that have not been paid, they need to come forward and tell South, we have not been paid, then we can take that up with the with our operator accordingly. But I think it's imperative that people understand that it also can't be open-ended from their point of view. They need to, by the you know end of the week, come back to us and tell us whether they've still got outstanding balances with the operators so we can then go and tackle the operators accordingly. Hmm. Shaheen, and then of course, via the statement, we have seen that, you know, Sahuk has stated that there is no news relating to the Hajj for this year, 2021-14-42. But just in terms of, you know, re-looking at the current protocols that we have um, and establishing, you know, perhaps new protocols that we're not saying or we're not seeing ourselves in a similar predicament in the future. You know, what is Sahuk currently doing? Well, we're in the process of revamping a whole process with regards to accredited Hajj operators. Um, you know, I'm not going to give uh, more details on that at this point in time because it still needs to be, you know, ratified by our NGC, the National General Council. And before that ratification, I think it, it, it's kept as an internal process at this point in time. But there has to be a way mm. that we need to revisit the whole process of Hajj operator accreditation and specifically from a risk point of view. You know, you can't find an operator or an entity that is in business trying to palm off risk to a pilgrim. I think that is the one most important and key factor that needs to be understood in the whole, you know, um, sort of uh, equation of Hajj operating or Umrah operating, for that matter. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that for this morning. Sahuk Shaheen Esob there speaking to us with regards to an update about the Hajj refunds for last year, 2020-14-41. Six of the eight operators um, have come forward to provide some further information and a plan of action going forward. They have prioritized in terms of accommodation and flight refunds. I think most of them are awaiting those flight refunds as well. But in terms of those accommodation refunds, that pretty much has been sorted out. So it's good to see some headway being made in the story. As further information does become available, we certainly will be keeping you updated.